Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. I am unashamed. What about you? So, Jace, you've been out on the road. Uh, been on the road. Because you got your production. I've been on the road speaking. You've been on the road doing your other little show. I'm going to tell you uh, something that happened so maybe our listeners can help my poor brother, not you, Al, our other brother. I actually have two stories about my, our other two brothers that are kind of interesting. But, you know, Jep, he finally bought him a new truck and i remember the first time i was able to do that which was more recent than you would think but he was so proud of this thing and to a point to where he said hey because usually i mean jeff always rides with me everywhere on all these trips season one season two whatever we always take my truck so he came up you know because he's got a new truck feels like a big shot now Right. Have you seen this new truck? I have. He showed it to me. So he says, well, hey, uh, you want to take my truck? You know, we're driving to West Texas. I was like, awesome. Because there's just something about a new truck. It's got, it had like less than 3,000 miles on. So he picks me up. I get all my stuff in there. You know, we're headed off for three days. And it's just nice. Well, we get about an hour down the road. And I'm like, uh, how about kicking that air back home? You know, it's getting a little, <laughs> a little warm here. He said, I didn't turn it off. Uh-oh. So there was a moment there. I thought, do what now? And so he's like, it just went off. He said, I guess this thing is using a sensor or something. So we start trying to get it back on. And the bad news is didn't come back home so as we go he starts calling people i mean he called the guy he bought it from he's like my air's not working new truck they're like well has it been working he's like yeah but we we can't get it to come on is there a button you push i mean is this some kind of new thing you know so to no avail so we actually pulled i said why don't you pull over because this is a hybrid electric combustible truck yep so it's like when i drove it on this trip one time i turned it on and i kept turning it on the key because i didn't realize it started without the <laughs> the roar the, of the engine the roar of the engine it, it's like it has an electrical component to it so we basically sweated our our you know rear ends off on the way i mean we're it's Rolling the windows down, but then it was loud because we were on interstate the whole time. Oh, that's it was miserable. So we get there. Jeff's trying to find a dealership, but we're out in the middle of nowhere. And so he gets one of the TV people to drive it to the dealership like the next day. Well, here's what's crazy. When the guy from the TV show cranks it up the next day, the air's running 
it, it comes back on. Classic. Well, he takes it to the dealership. And they're like, don't look like there's anything wrong with it. Uh, you know, what are you talking about? So it's like, ah, okay. I guess it was. Just, it's always just a glitch. These things happen, work itself out. No. Know? No big deal. So we actually didn't have a problem with it while we were there. It was great. And look, we broke that truck in because most of the places we, the roads we were down were not roads. They were trails, <laughs> dirt <laughs> remote. So anyway, we filmed and we wanted to come home. And so when we finished filming, uh, you know, our last day there, we just got in that truck. I mean, I went from an interview chair. They interviewed us about, you know, whatever, asked all the questions about what had happened. And we said, let's just drive. And we drove nonstop from West Texas to Louisiana. Got in, like, late. And so when we took off again, about 40 minutes in, now it was working fine. Goes off again. And it was hotter. When we came, it's 95 degrees driving through Dallas traffic. Ooh. But it gave me a unique perspective because then, since the traffic was so bad on I 20 going through Dallas, you could roll down the window and it wasn't loud. Right. But then I started noticing everyone else who didn't have air. And it's like it, we formed a bond, <laughs> even though we looked out of place because <laughs> we're in a brand new truck. And you, we were actually having conversations with other people. Hey, because you got your window down. <laughs> and another thing I noticed. Well, everybody's air conditioner quit. No, there was only a few of us, sad to say. <laughs> but <laughs> but y'all kind of all got together in the traffic. You, but we also, Jace, you experienced things that I've never experienced. Oh, this story's far from over. Uh, <laughs> He's so, only scratched the surface. So look, we're sweating, you know, profusely. Just... I mean, and what's so devastating about it is the truck's got 3,000 miles. It's a brand he new just truck. spent an obscene amount of money. Because oh, now new trucks are ridiculous. Oh, they're not cheap. And he's waited his whole life. That's how come about 10 years ago, I this just a regular old standard pickup truck. I said, have the gear on the floor. I said, all I want to do is get there. Yeah. So, are you still you driving? Has anything ship? ever happened to it? Trees have fallen on it and <laughs> hooked up a little bit on the back. But you say, as far as air conditioning, do you have it air conditioning? Still works. The air conditioning. Oh, it's just blowing cold air. And this yeah. thing is ten years old. I think I've had it in the shop one time. I, I don't forgot what it was. A little bit of something. Yeah. But, well, what I noticed. I wanted uh, old vintage. None of this <laughs> new stuff. I did notice this when you have your windows down and you drive on interstate, it's way more scary. The sounds, and just, you know, oh, you know and the yeah. frogs are just rattling and banging, and people are, you're just uh, driving on interstate these days, and you just notice. Because don't be, your windows are up, you, well, you just radio's playing, you're, you're singing a song. You think it's way safer than it is. But I mean, the sounds of it all—it was—it was downright scary. And we're hollering at each other to have a conversation, and just going through shirts, you know. So I had an idea. I said, "Well, why don't you just turn it off?" Because it worked when we got 
got to our destination. Well, turn turn it off. And he's like, that's a, that's something we haven't tried. Let's turn it off because it's not working anyway. So he turns it off. So about 40 minutes later, it just comes on automatically. You Nobody touches. Now, I will admit this. In between that, his window, where he's driving along, and his window goes to half staff. Uh-oh. And he said, did you push a button? And I said, no, but I, I thought you did. And he's like, I didn't push that window button. Don't you just love computers? Oh, you got a lemon. He's got a lemon, boys. Computer so that did happen. But anyway, so the air comes back on. Well, we're just like celebrate. I mean, down the road, hooping and hollering. <laughs> that air's blowing us. I'm like, oh. You know, it doesn't so, take a whole lot to keep a couple of rednecks happy. <laughs> oh, it's so cool. Well, that was the good it? news. The bad news is five minutes later, it goes off again. <laughs> I said, turn it off. Turn it up because it just. I said, turn it, turn it off because so I was. Then thinking, you're back depressed again. Well, we get five minutes. I was like, look, it's something. Be thankful for the five minutes. He said, yeah. So he turns it off again. So now we're about three hours away from home, and it had been more than forty minutes since it had come back on. And I said, why don't you just push the button? Try to turn it on. And we had a debate whether he should. He's like, you sure? I was like. <laughs> Let's do it. Because I'm going to sweat this point. So look, when he turned it on, it just came on full blast, just like, and he said, man, this thing is like blowing, it's blowing more cold air than it was. I don't even have this thing on high, but it's blowing wide open. That thing never went down for three hours. Wide open, gold. And I, I mean, after an hour, because I'm already wet with sweat, well, then I started getting cold. <laughs> so I said, Jeff, turn it down. He's like, I'm not touching it. Well, he waited another 30 minutes, and he said, I just don't think I can take it. We're going to get sick. I mean, I, I, we were freezing. <laughs> now you're too cold. It went from 95 to 45. <laughs> I literally had to open my bag. Welcome to the world of computers. And put on an extra shirt. I'm this cold now. So look, here's what's funny. So then when he tried to turn it down, oh, no. Oh, it ain't going down. I said, turn it off. Full yeah. blast. Can't turn it off. Can't turn it off. <laughs> So all, all the way, the rest of the home, we're sitting there shivering. And I told him, I said, this, this is what happens when you gripe. <laughs> There's a person in the Bible that says, do everything without complaining and arguing, which is all we've done. I know this is a crazy question, but when you finally did get home, did they fix it? No. To my knowledge, that air is still running wide open right now, somewhere <laughs> wide open, or either it's off. Oh, this is Jep. Remember that? I mean, he's not exactly. Jep, look, was so humiliated and depressed. <laughs> I was trying to have fun with him because he, he's like, he's waited his whole life to buy a new truck, and he thought that that would somehow bring him a euphoric feeling, I guess, but all that crashed and burned. So look, oh, yeah. so here's my thought on that. So this may have nothing to do with it, so I may just be totally off base here. But the reason I haven't wanted to try out these EVs, these electric vehicles, even the hybrids like that, 
is because of this. I'm thinking there's way too many kinks to work out because this is a brand new technology. I think you're onto something. Buddy. I mean, so I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm not doing anything till they've got a few years under their belt. I, I'm not anti-driving one, but also I don't. I worry about the unless it has a gas engine. Where are you gonna? How are you gonna get it going? Well, I'll have to admit, Jep said, "Will you please tell what happened and see if somebody knows what to do?" Yeah, because all the dealers say, "Oh no, it's just a glitch." It'll work itself out. Yeah, they told me the same thing about another truck I have. I said, no, it's not a glitch. So if anybody said, knows. you got some serious computer issues yeah, somewhere. How to fix it. You're this. going along at 70 miles an hour, and boom, all of a sudden, 40 as fast as you're going. <laughs> well, no, that's dangerous. Then you get down the roadways, jumps back up to. Sounds like to me you were having a cruise control issue, Phil. Hey, so I told them, they said, nothing (laughs) wrong nothing wrong with it. I said, oh, yeah, there's a lot of wrong with it. I said, take this truck and y'all drive it (laughs) and get back with me. So a month later, one month later, they said, we found it. I said, I thought you said there was nothing wrong with it. They said, you were right. But the part... The part is made in China, and we don't have any of them. China. That's what I thought. Oh. Well, I another, thought you were going to. Another month goes by. It took about two months finally to fix it. One of them said, oh, sorry about that. We is that why it. you went back to the old truck with the no, gear No, I'm just telling you, that one's fixed, and that one runs fine now. But it took <laughs> two months yeah. for somebody to figure out a little thing about that cat. Well, one of the things that's definitely changed is you mentioned it. Now everything has got electronics, computers. I mean, you got a lot more things that can mess up now. The first truck the has way. none of that. Right. And it's never missed a lick. Right. The second truck has all the latest paraphernalia. Right. Not near as good. Plus, you know, every time I've read two different makes, by if the way. I read like a any kind of like apocalyptic type series, but sometimes I read those just for fun. People are always going back to the old things because they also can't track you, you know, through the GPS and all that yep. stuff. So there's a lot of there's something to that about the old stuff. So. Yeah, I got one of the last ones before they quit making them. Right. I said, go back out there in the yard and find one you couldn't sell. I want it new. When the whole back end of it has a big, huge dent, that's where the tree fell on it. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, but you you cut- unfortunately it was a tree that I just cut down. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, I I think, a little too that's close. a little part of the story that we You contributed to that tree falling on it. Yeah. <laughs> that was a nice way to say I cut down a tree. A tree the fell on way. it because it I almost, saw the tree down and it fell on it. And it, <laughs> and it almost got you in the process. Very close. I know. Would have mm. killed you. They used to have a show about that uh, segment. It was called Stupid Human Tricks. <laughs> <laughs> that's what's good on Dad, I would call that a DED. So we talk quite a bit about uh, marriage, uh, Lisa and I do. Uh, when we go and speak, we do a lot of marriage conferences. Uh, back in the day when I was more centered here as a, as a pastor, uh, we did a lot of marriage counseling and premarital counseling. Don't have as much time, unfortunately, to spend individual time, but it's a very important topic. Uh, I mentioned before Maddie, uh, who's our producer, uh, takes care of our podcast. She's about to get married. And so we've been giving her some marital advice as well. And uh, we've got uh, some exciting news because Focus on the Family has a new podcast about marriage. And these guys, Focus has been around since uh, James Dobson era, which is over 40 years ago. 
not only focusing on family issues, but especially marital issues, because those two go together. And so they've got a new podcast uh, coming out that's called Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. And uh, kind of based on the old uh, Queen song, Crazy Little Thing Called Love. And there's a lot of crazy things about marriage. There's no doubt about it. Um, yeah, but to your point, it is the greatest treasure on earth. I yeah. mean, from heaven is the gift of family. I mean, because you don't pick your own family. That's right. No. And it's and it's illustrated quite a bit in the Bible is is God's relationship to us. You know, mm-hmm. the idea of, of a husband and wife. So it's, it's a great, uh, something great to talk about. Greg and Aaron Smalley. Uh, Greg's been with Focus for quite a while. They're counselors. Um, they're great folks. And so they're the ones that are going to do this podcast. They hit on all the relevant issues, communication, intimacy, money, uh, daily stress of just career and marriage. So once you check them out, new episodes of Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage Drop every Monday. So wherever you find your uh, podcast, look for it there. Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. Download it now. Caved in a little stuff on the back end back in there, but I said, you going to fix it? I said, nah. So, you it's know, like it, that it looks like your typical redneck truck going down the road, all beat up on one side. They wonder what happened to that. It's like the verse where the guys, be careful with a man digging a pit and then falling in it. And be yeah. careful when you're sawing a tree and it falls on your truck. Yeah. <laughs> or it like may get the, you. The, the old guys, the timber couple of timber guys were working on getting a little duck hole ready they were cutting trees and he had a name for that when a tree falls and it jumps back up and yeah with a maker well something like that yeah we talked about Susie or something you know we talked about that when it happened well i only brought up that story i mean one to see if i could actually get an answer but two just to you know we we left off talking about when you know we're in matthew matthew we're in luke <laughs> luke four and really in the bonus time our loyal members who are a part of that will uh, appreciate that conversation because we brought up this book that joe beam wrote seeing the unseen yep and uh there's so many references to Jesus's interaction with demons in the book of Luke, I was like, we're going to have to get in detail about, I mean, let's, let's rip off the bandaid and address this. So I, we brought up a lot of that in the bonus time of the last podcast, but a lot of people have an extreme view on this. And, and I think that is dangerous. And, uh, you know, we spent a lot of time talking about the devil, the evil one, and they have the same view. He either, we think is around every corner and messing with your computer. Every bad, like, well, like your truck. Oh, right. I mean, oh, that truck's got a demon. Well, right. Or they're like, he's not real. And so you're, and, and in both cases, I, I, I think. Or extreme. They use that. Right. The spiritual forces of evil to attack you. Well, what percentage of the human race out of 8 billion, 8.2 billion people. I think it is. So what percentage of them thinks we're stupid for reading a book that was written 2,000 years ago by a multiple group, about 40, 40 writers put this book we have in front of us together, and it is the wildest story I've ever read. 
but in the right in the front and center, all four spent more time, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, on explanations of the demonic. Well, I'll say it, this. It is literally from one end to the other. And for you tell me why once you get through the Gospels, when Jesus first showed up, who is he? What's he doing? And he's in these battles with these 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 Satan's people. It's what the Bible says they are. They're from Satan. Well, you say, boy, but but it seems like once he died and was buried and raised from the dead, they're still there. But you know, we 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 inherit power from heaven, power given us, which is the first time there's an exchange of power on that big a scale. Repent and be baptized, and you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it seems like once the Spirit arrived on the scene. The book of Acts, you know, they do some battles with them, but it just sort of fades away, and they get down to just loving God, loving your neighbor, come to Jesus, obey the gospel. Well, that is true, and I do agree that something happened, and it limited— Something happened. The, uh, you know, in the evil world in some capacity where they couldn't take— Is it po- un- Unwilling participants. Uh, Let me just is it, it possible that, that God made it— as far as the demonics are concerned, and Satan, then you know, I mean, he, the, these texts that say he he wanted to, you know, the since the children have flesh and blood, he too shared in their humanity, so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is the devil. Well, it looks like we're in a better situation before Jesus got here. Well, Ooh. no, no doubt. I mean, well, I mean, man, you talk about in a bind. We we were destined for death. I mean, with no no mercy. It's theoretical, obviously, because we don't know for sure. But there does seem to be that you see the presence of demons, some in the Old Testament, not a lot, some, some. Then you get to this period you're it missing seemed that. Like, seemed like they they all came together. So you got the 33 years that Jesus is here, and specifically the three years when he was proclaiming who he was, when it seems to be concentrated the most by the writers, right? That we see this it almost activity. says you're going to need some help, God speaking, and I'm going to help you. So I'm then you get, you get, you make it easier for you, you. Get to Acts, and as you mentioned, you see some there. Yeah, you know, there was the the girl that had the demon. Remember uh, that that was Acts 16. Yeah. Now that that was. Post spirit fall out, falling yep. out, and they're actually making money from her. So, so let me read that out. Yeah, because I think as that, you're turning there, I mean, it's almost like she had a clairvoyance with this demon, and she's making money for some people. And, and so, one of them was following the Apostle Paul around. That's the one. Yeah. Now, so let me read this. this is Acts sixteen sixteen. It says, "Once when we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl." who had a spirit by which she predicted the future, which So she demons, had a clairvoyant ability yep. through and the demon. When demons were characterized of having more knowledge than a simple human, they were characterized as dead spirits of evil people who had come back to earth. Yeah, I think we all agree on that. Now, not all the scholars agree, but right. that's just... 
I referenced the Joe Beam book, Seeing the Unseen, on the last podcast, and that was kind of his conclusion based on, you know, research. And But, now look, I mean, it doesn't matter if we're 100% correct. It's just the, you, you see whatever this is throughout all of history, Bible, uh, historical documentation, I mean, the pagan religions, you know, these these uh, sacrificing to idols to, you know, somehow please the demons, which would be the dead of old. I mean, that, that's been throughout all historical aspects of culture since the beginning of time in some sort. Right. So, and you can read about it. But it says, she earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune telling. This girl followed Paul and the rest of, the rest of us shouting, these men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so troubled that he turned around and said to the Spirit, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. And at that moment, the Spirit left her. When the owners of the slave girl realized that their hope of making money was gone, so they were just doing it for the money. But she had she had it. She's a slave, yeah. She had a demon that was superhuman because it could tell the future. So I don't know what to make of that. (laughs) (laughs) So that's why we're talking about it. But to answer your question, Phil, you said what percentage of people? Well, I when I was reading doing all this research, I remember running across something. I'm I'm going to butcher these numbers. But I do remember seeing some survey where it said of the Christian community, religious world, and they had a different set of questions about demons and the evil one. It was in the range of 40 to 60%. Only 40 to 60% of Christian organizations believed in a real devil or, or demons or... So you got... A hundred percent of these people saying there's a God, but then you're losing almost half saying there's a real devil. Now I got a problem with that because because the reason is obvious. If you believe there's a God and you believe there's a Bible, well, what are you doing about all these passages talking about the devil and and demons evil? and evil spirits? Yeah, that that seems weird to me. Yeah. So not, not, it's not not wise. So one of our newer sponsors uh, is a company called Jace Medical. And it was interesting because uh, we do what we call an onboard call with these guys. And just to find out what their product is about, a little bit about uh, their company and kind of how they can best fit with our podcast and our audience. And so um, the there's a doctor that started this, kind of a, he calls himself a, a country doctor, small town. Uh, his name is Sean. But he... Uh, First thing I asked once it kind of came time for me to ask questions is, well, where'd you come up with the name? Because we got a Jace. That was one of the greatest name ever. (laughs) So he told me that it means healer in old English. And then he also said he has a dog named Jace that he loves. And so that was kind of his mindset, which I thought was kind of funny. But it's also an acronym. And Maddie, I finally found the notes. Uh, just antibiotics save for emergency, Jace. So that was where the acronym came from. So the idea is, is that you can't always 
get your hands on an antibiotic if you're in a situation where you can't go to the doctor and have a pharmacy nearby. And so what they provide is is called a Jace case. And so it's five life-saving antibiotics that you can have for emergencies. And uh, as, as they were telling me, most of these are good for up to like three years, but they said if you keep it in a, in a cool, dry place, it can last for a lot longer. So it's great to be able to have if you have an emergency, maybe you're traveling, uh, going to uh, on a mission trip somewhere, maybe you're in a rural area where it's not easy to get to the doctor or to the pharmacy. So it's great to have this. And, and like I said, these are the five major antibiotics that you would need in a bad situation. Uh, so you go to their website, you're going to do an online evaluation Uh, They have uh, licensed pharmacy medication delivery. There's ongoing consultation as needed. Sometimes you may have to get on a quick call with them, depending on your situation. Uh, But they're prepared for everything with the Jace case. So go to Jace Medical and enter the code UNASHAMED at checkout for a discount on your order. Promo code UNASHAMED at J-A-S-E, JaceMedical.com. It also shows, Jace, the sort of uh, intellectualizing of spiritual truths in the Bible. In other words, now it's like, well, we've gotten smarter, and we know about mental illness and blah, blah, blah. And so the idea is, is we've kind of gotten smarter that we don't have to believe in a devil. But the problem with that logic is... It's not it, biblically speaking. That's not true. Not true at all. And so, but well, well that's why though, Al. I read. I knew this was going to come up. So last podcast, I read the same place in the historical narrative where Luke is at in Matthew's account. Yep. And he said in chapter four and verse twenty-three that Jesus went around preaching the good news of the kingdom and healing diseases and sickness among the people. And verse 24 says, news had spread, and people brought to him all who were ill with various diseases, those suffering severe pain, and then I'm going to skip the next one, but it says, and those having seizures, and the paralyzed, and he healed them. And somewhere else it says madmen. But right in the middle of that, it has those who were demon-possessed. Yep. So there is a difference because you'll see some demon-possessed people that seem like madmen and seem like they have superhuman strength. You remember the one that was hanging out at the graveyard and they, they said he, he could not be restrained. So yep. you see some also with superhuman knowledge, but you also see some superhuman. Well, and then you got strength. the one post in Acts, was it Acts 20, when... Uh, when the guy, the sons of Sceva, that story, mm-hmm. when the guy tries to cast him out, you know, and he's like, well, Jesus we know and Paul we know. This is a demon. Who are you? But we don't know who you are. Then they beat the fire out of the guy. Yeah. You know, so you got that guy, that situation, which to your point shows you that they have a knowledge of their surroundings, you know, that's that's pretty amazing, you know. And by the way, Luke is the one who wrote Acts. So, you know, I've always thought he's looking back. He has the current in his life, what he's watching happening, not as frequent, I don't think, because he doesn't mention as much, but he's watching that. And then he's telling the story of Jesus as it was told to him. So he's got a pretty good insight into this whole yep. spiritual well, warfare. And Jesus, I left on the uh, 
overtime of the last podcast. I was going to read this. This is Matthew 12, 43 and 44. It says, when an evil spirit or an unclean spirit, this Jesus speaking right after he said, I'm the fulfillment of Jonah, talking about dying, being buried and raised like Jonah was in like the, the well. three days day. in the fish, yeah. right? It says, when an evil spirit comes out of a man, it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it found, finds the house unoccupied, swept clean, and put in order. Then it goes and takes with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there. And the final condition of that man is worse than the first. That is how it will be with this wicked generation. What, well, there, what, what in the, the world? Well, the, the medical community tends to say the people that are suffering from a lot of uh, weird things, and but they, they tend to say it's not the demons or, the, or that. It's, it's something other than that. They don't look at it from a spiritual thing. But I agree with that in some cases. They have medicines. But I'm saying, Phil, I think sometimes people have some kind of, you know, what what you used to say, uh, all his Christmas lights aren't flickering or or he got some wires. I think there could be a physical thing. It could be a mental thing. But it could be a spiritual thing. And then I do think it could be a demonic thing. I don't have a problem with that. But wouldn't you say, to Dad's point, that what what would be diagnosed in our culture as multiple personality disorder sounds a lot like somebody who had multiple demons living in? Very. I mean, that's what I was trying not to do. I know, I know. You see what I mean? I I don't. I think we go to extremes. We're like, well, somebody's crazy. Oh, he's got a demon. Well, no, he he may just be crazy. You know, I mean, his wire may not be fused together or. And again, we're not just saying that from because we're guessing dad's mom had a mental illness that when they found out what it was and she took medicine that put lithium levels back into her system at the correct height. She she, was cured. She was cured. She was. So it wasn't demonic in the sense of what we would see here. Yeah. I saw a guy. I agree. There is a difference. I saw a guy collide, our second baseman collide with our center fielder and it caved his head head in yeah it was terrible and uh and look they took him to the hospital and did surgery and brain surgery and he lived but his personality completely changed (laughs) changed forever you know no well it wasn't it wasn't a demon it just somebody need him in the head and his brain became different yep and it affected him so it can be different things. That's why I read the Matthew 4. The key point is Jesus healed it all. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about demons, but then the very next paragraph of where we're at in Luke chapter 4, so he drives out this evil spirit, but the evil spirit recognized him and gave him authority, not just the people being wowed by his authority, the demon said in verse 34, you know, they're in this gathering and the evil spirit cries out, ha, you know, we made a big deal about that the last podcast. What do you want with us? Which I do. We didn't talk about last time. Yeah. Seeming like there might have been more than one in there. Or that he was speaking for the group that was around because there would be other. Could be, but 
So he says Jesus, uh, he, he knew who he was, which, once again, how did he even know? But he knew. Have you come to destroy us? Jesus tells him to be quiet which, and, and come out. And by the way, the demon responded. Jesus has authority yep. over the demonic world. All the people were amazed, and the news is spreading. But then you get to the next paragraph. Jesus left the synagogue, went to the home of Simon. Now, Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever. Well, it doesn't really say the cause, but she was just, she had a high fever. I'm very Which familiar. means she could have had the flu. Exactly. She could have, you know, had a lot of different things that caused you to have high fever. She could have had you know, COVID. Yeah, no mention of, well, a demon. He but, bent uh, over and rebuked the fever, <laughs> and it left her. Which yeah. I love. Just like he would have rebuked a demon, like right? Really good antibiotics coming in there. <laughs> well, reading this gives me peace during a pandemic. That's right. I'm thinking the one I'm following has greater authority over this. It can rebuke a fever. And and you got to remember, not everything is you know coming from the evil world. I mean, I think God disciplines those He loves. We've read that, yep. and He allows things to happen. But you also have the story of Job which God allows the evil one in his entourage to hurt people in the name of this mm-hmm. test over you Job. Remember, I mean, Job's that, kids got, were killed by evil yeah, it angels. Was, it was an awful tragedy. And, and yep. winds brought on by an evil one. I mean, go read the book of Job. It's terrifying yep. that, that God allowed this to happen. So you say, well, why would, the, why would he allow that to happen? Because what he... What he did in Jesus and what hearts that are softened to God's plan in Jesus allows really ultimately for us to win no matter what happens on this earth. So if you look at the cultures and you look at the advancement of cures for Different kinds of fevers, antibiotics, 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 a lot of medicine, medicinal help. That wasn't even around, you know, you know when, when the settlers came across here out of Europe and started going overland, which was rough and covered wagons, and they moved out west, and the civilization in America was just now being formed. Towns were being built and all that. In the medical, you know, you kind of look at them old things in 1955 when Matt Dillon first started. You got Doc Holliday. He's running around for looking for little cures, can't find them. So here's what I'm trying to get at. There's still all these illnesses, even after we've come up with all these antibiotics and shots and ones you're talking about, you know, the, they'll give, give you the doctors that we've one of our sponsors yep they'll send you some antibiotics even with all that would you say just think about it there's still rampant diseases of all types mental physical (laughs) there's still a lot of misery yep as far as in the medical profession that evidently didn't wipe it all out. I mean, people are still taking them and they're trying, but but it looks like 
evil, you know, senseless, faithless, heartless people, they get together and not a, there's not enough medicine to cure them, I guess. I mean, they, 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 all these diseases, would you say they're, look at the population, way bigger than it used to be. When the covered wagons come across here 200 years ago, you know, you, people, I, I don't know whether they were all being, but, but I think now the higher the population goes, the worse the diseases and the ailments. Well, I mean, polio and all these things that they conquered, and, and it'll flare up every once in a while, but just a world of no misery and no medicinal problems it's it's more now than it was 200 years ago. Well, and of course the argument is is that you look back in the Garden of Eden, there was no disease that we read about. There was no death because they were living forever as long as they kept eating from the tree of life. But that's the key. And then Satan came in. Once you got separated from God, you were that's separated. That's where all the plan old, plan old, uh, But let me finish that statement. Once you got separated from God, you were separated from the tree of life. That Diseases wouldn't be bad if your body was imperishable. That's right. That's, that's, so whatever that's right. they were eating from that tree of life was making them... Well, I'm feeling better about the promise here. Because look, I the life about... after this life, I feel a lot more confident that it's there, and all this will disappear. Right. These, 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 but here's uh, what the world is is missing here. Because I've had this argument before. Because somebody asked me a question one time, which was, since I'd never thought about it, it did make me stop and say, "Hmm." It's like, well, what would have happened if? one of those tree limbs would have fallen and landed on Adam's head. I was like, it's a good question, <laughs> you know, but I think that's why they were eating from the tree of life. Cause you remember, and I mean, we probably should read this cause uh, some of our new listeners might be thinking, well, where, where are you getting that they, they couldn't, Eat from that tree. Uh, I think that's chapter 3 and yep. verse 22. It says, And the Lord God said, The man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So that, once he sinned and ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil... He was separated from God because he became, in the image of God, understanding good and evil, but he chose wrong. And since God is holy and not evil, then there had to be a separation here, and there had to be justice, because God is also just. So, and you can add anything there if y'all want, but I think that's the description of what how this went down. But as a result of that, he lost access to the tree of life. So up until this point, if a tree limb falls on him, whatever was in that tree of life, now that that was some stuff. And to prove your point, I think, that's why when you read about the, the ensuing generations of Adam, they were living to be, some of them almost a thousand years old. Now part yeah. of that was to populate the earth, but then part of that had to be whatever was in that tree. <laughs> it took a while. <laughs> it took a while for that to work itself out because that was some powerful juju that, <laughs> yeah. that the Almighty put in that tree because it went generations. Well, he got line. to Genesis 6 and in verse 
three, it did say the Lord said, my spirit will not contend with or will not remain in man forever, for he is mortal. His days will be 120. So at Genesis 6, right. he made a declaration. or And, that it this, was, and this started going down. It went from a thousand or near a thousand. I think 969 was the oldest one you read in there. But I think you know, a guy lived 969 years. I mean, that's that's almost he lived almost a millennium on Earth. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. I think it's worth mentioning that these things are not really problems if you have an imperishable body. Yeah. Now the demons, that is a problem, uh, and. That'll be settled at the end of time. Yeah. I mean, you well, remember when we read in Peter about there are some, you know, the spiritual world and, and angels that are locked up for the time of judgment, and there is an abyss, and there is a hell, and there's a, they're all going to be in there together. And even in uh, Luke 16, which is a story we're going to get to, what I found fascinating in studying this is, and that's the rich man and Lazarus, you know, it says something that's uh, noteworthy. It says that when you die, that good angels carry you to the good side, but also good angels carry you to the bad side. It's not you would think they're escorted by evil angels, but both are good angels. Right. You're just escorted to your destination, which is inferred there. And I also found another thing interesting that I read. And you remember in Kings where uh, I believe it's Elijah was fixed to go to war and the army comes up there and Elijah. Yeah, Elisha. Uh, yeah, Elisha. And his servant was like terrified because he's like, man, we're outnumbered. So Elisha prayed that his eyes could be open. I mean, it's a famous story. And he sees all these angels around him and chariots. But the key statement, one thing I had missed until I was doing this research in Joe Beam's book, the the statement was he was encouraged that those with them outnumbered those with the the armies. Yeah, the physical uh, the spiritual force was greater than the, the the physical force that had gathered around the city. But it no, it doesn't say that. It says not the spiritual force with them, it says the spiritual force with them was greater than the spiritual force oh, around yeah. them. It doesn't say than the army. It was like the ones with us outnumber the ones. Well, let's just read it. Where's yeah, that at? Second oh. Kings 5. No, no. You see what I'm saying? Joe Beam pointed that out in his book. I'd never noticed that. He said it doesn't say... Second Kings six. All right, let's. Second Kings six starts in verse eight. All right, watch this. It's good memory, Al. So, verse sixteen. Don't be afraid. The prophet answered, "Those who are with us are more than those who are with them." He doesn't say those with us are more than them or of them that are more his you see what his point was his point was there was an evil entourage of angels and the spiritual forces of evil kind of what Ephesians 6 
but we, I, the gods was greater than the ones with them. I thought it was a good point. Hmm. Yeah. I never thought about it. I don't think you had either. No. But I thought, you know, I didn't think about it. And and he was making the point that how come we, it goes back to the percentages of, about God. We're all wanting to believe that, oh, well, God protects people and there's good angels and but then you have almost half of Christianity who says, oh, yeah, but there's not evil angels or a devil or... Yeah. That was his point. Yeah. And he was like, even in this story, you don't recognize, it says those with us, we're greater than those with them. Well, there, there was two powers right. at work here. Right. Granted, the ones on God's side wins. We're not saying that. But it also should scare you to say, you know what? I don't want to give the devil a foothold. I don't want to have a heart that encourages any kind of demonic behavior whatsoever or any kind of that world, even if I'm not right on what each thing is in the demonic world. So he was also making a practical point about we don't celebrate, uh, you know, he made a point in there, we celebrate a certain fall festival. He said, but I'm not going to let my kids go out there dressed up like witches or or some kind of evil monster or whatever. I'm just not going to do it. Well, and there's even a biblical story. I think it's in uh, First Kings um, when Saul, the first king of Israel, he's wanting to know what's going to happen. So he goes to the witch at Endor, and she's a witch. And she's practicing witchcraft, and part of practicing witchcraft is to call upon these evil spirits for information. And we already established that Jace mentioned in Acts 16 that these demons have a power of clairvoyance. I mean, it was in the, you see it in the New Testament and it's in the Old Testament mm-hmm. from 1 Kings. And so the idea is, is that Saul goes to her to, but in this case, to call up Elisha, who's already, you know, crossed over to come back because he wants to know what's going to happen, but he's not around anymore. God's already called him home. And so she does it. I mean, that gets lost in the story, you know, because when he came back, he's like, why'd you disturb me? And then he's like, okay, since you brought me back, let's tell you what's going to happen. You won't survive this. It's almost like it was like, you shouldn't have brought me back because this is all bad news that I have. But the fact that that happened and it's recorded and we read about it is terrifying to me because that shows you that this witch was able to do it. Now, again, Obviously, God was allowing him to come into the, so you could say. A lot it of is true. Look, Deuteronomy 18.10 says, Let no one be found among you who, who sacrifices his son or daughter in the fire. And you so say, why would you do that? Because they would do that in this demonic world of idols uh, and, and sacrifice. Even the pagan religions, I mean, this was common over, over the dead they're dead ancestors. I mean, just go watch. There's several movies, any kind of movie dealing with the, uh, you know, these barbaric movies. I can't even think what they're what they're called, but they're these types of pagan religion is shown. And watch what else it says: uh, who practice divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft, or casts spells or who is a medium or spiritist or who consults the dead. Yeah. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord (laughs) because of these detestable practices. The Lord, your God will drive out those uh, nations before you. So now I know this is old Testament, 
and I, I know we have to, you know, we're about out of time, but I want to bring something up because when you fast forward to the New Testament, which we've been talking to podcasts about this kind of stuff, I know one thing, Jesus, his authority over not only demons, but diseases, insanity, uh, anything else you can think, people being paralyzed. He's got a whole list. Jesus, in every instance, has the power to heal this and drive out the demons. I mean, it, you know, it's kind of interesting to talk about this kind of stuff, but don't, don't, and we shouldn't fear because Jesus has this authority. He proved it over and over and over. That's why we're talking about it. He does it multiple times. But then in, when Paul said in Romans 8, he goes through the gospel at the end, famous verse, Christ Jesus died, raised to life, is at the right hand of God interceding. Then he gets to verse 38 and says, I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons. He He's acknowledging demons as a real presence with angels in a context of post-Holy Spirit falling that falling out and being poured out and people responding to Jesus and receiving said spirit. But he says, neither angels nor demons, nor the neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's comforting. It's comforting. You don't look, what I've learned is Jesus is really simple. And the evil world is really complex, yeah. but it's it's a place that I don't want to be a part of. Well, and it's important to talk about, it, but We're you're right. More than conquerors, it makes me feel a lot better. Yeah, that you don't want to get so trapped in it that you don't see the the big picture. So we're going to talk a little bit more about this in our overtime segment. So I wanted to mention again, you only got one day left uh, to vote for our podcast as being podcast of the year. Uh, for the K-Love Fan Awards. And you, you go there to klovefanawards.com and you vote. We're in the podcast impact category as podcast of the year. So you got one more day if you want to vote for our podcast, which you are definitely a part of. Yeah, and if you don't, if we don't win, I'm not doing the podcast. <laughs> no, we don't win. It's over. So no pressure, but, you know, we're putting it on you. I'm kidding. We're only kidding. klovefanawards.com. If you want to follow us over blazetv.com slash unashamed. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the unashamed podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes and don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube and be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else, subscribe to blaze TV at blaze slash unashamed.